Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like buck fast And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast, yeah Yes, good evening, it is indeed the Keith Walsh Podcast And I want to say, uh, every now and then I like to just say thanks to Ryan Mack Who wrote my theme tune, he's a fine young musician and um, if you could, you could seek him out and download or listen to, wherever you listen to your music, his uh, his new single, Broke. Because it's about him being broke and uh, it's very fine indeed. It's a great song. Um, and yeah, he, he just sings about being broke and COVID and lockdown and having no gigs. Uh, yeah, so Ryan Mack, thank you very much. That's the music, the intro music and the outro uh, fair play to him. I really like it. Uh, how are you doing? It is um, it is Monday night, and I'm just about to upload the second uh, second podcast of the evening. Um, let me see what. It, oh yeah, so it's me and my friend Mike, and myself and Mike used to work in a hotel together in London, and uh, we met up recently and got chatting. I was over in Clare doing something. And we met up and had a chat, and it was like, it was like, I mean, it was like old times. Even though I only I only knew him for a while, like I, we literally worked together for a summer, probably, uh, a summer, and then I just kept I stayed on until September, October, and uh, he was just he was always a good man, and uh, I really enjoyed chatting to him, and he's got great stories, so he's my friend Mike, and I like to get him on the podcast, and we do it every week. That's just the way it is. It ain't changing. Uh, this week's chat was particularly rambly, and uh, uh, as I said to him afterwards, like I, I like those kind of awkward bits, you know, where we just where we haven't really quite discussed what we're going to discuss. And then it's like, okay, that was good. Move on to the next bit. But he, he's the pro, and I'm just trying to catch up with him. Um, anyway, uh, that's enough of the intro. Uh, as always, you can email the show keithwatchpod at gmail dot com. Or keithwatch.watch at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, with whatever, whatever thoughts that come to your head, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, that's that. It is episode, listen to this, lads. It's episode 30 of the Keith Watch podcast. Episode 30 of the podcast with my friend Mike. Good morning. Good morning. It's nice to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. To you. Good morning. Dance the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? 
agree. I've got a I've got a very bad habit actually of um, starting songs that I don't know the words to. Oh, that's okay. So, like you, you're setting other people up. You're saying all together now. <clears throat> Good morning, good morning, everybody now. When you don't know the words, you just say everybody now. That's how that works. Do you, um, do you have a party piece? Um, it was... I bet you do. I bet you're so, yeah, I bet you're really sort of calculated. I can't do this because I can't do it. And they come out with this like baritone sort of like, oh. I sing the hills are live with the sound of music. Uh, no, I do... Um, I don't know. I used to, for years. I used to do the Clash. Should I stay or should I go with my guitar? That you did my, not. That was my party piece. Yeah. And did you do the um, the bit that's in Latin? Um, no, <laughs> I don't remember that bit. Well, it was obviously a fairly shit rendition. Then, if you didn't include all just, the words, I must have just cut that bit out. I'd say. Uh, what's the Latin bit? Should the Latin bit is um, it's actually should I stay or should I go in Latin? It's um. The, 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 you know when they're, they're singing the decisions bug in me and it's oh yeah bedo, bedo, I don't know how to speak Latin but nobody does I suppose but yeah yeah so I didn't know what that was but I think I did some sort of thing now yeah. that, <laughs> sing along lads <laughs> yeah everybody <laughs> everybody now oh. I uh, I used to sing what did I I, I when I karaoke now it's uh, the killer is human for some reason I don't know don't ask me why uh, do you know that song? Yes, and uh, the the Irishified version, of course, is uh, "Are we human or are we chancers?" <laughs> I don't know why that's my my go to uh, um, karaoke song because it's quite high. You know, it's quite a it's quite a reach. If you yeah, think about reach it. for the stars. Well, now we're talking. Now we're yeah, talking. Yeah, that is that is a that is a true tune. In fact, it was on. Um, have I have I or uh, I've got a I'm a celebrity. Not I'm not, I'm not a celebrity. I am a celebrity. Get me out of here. Was it last night? Uh, night before. Um, uh, some woman who's a podcaster, funnily enough, and a super mum or something, um, as her. Um, you know, her, her gift, not her gift. Somebody had to go and do something and then they all get presents from home. Yeah. They're luxury items. And hers was the seven-inch single, Reach. Wow. She which asked, they all got to sing along and dance to. She asked for seven inches. <laughs> she got the whole seven inches. I suppose you would if you're away from your loved ones for a while. You might want it. Um. Okay, that's good. I, I had. I need to talk to you about. Uh, I need to talk to you about a certain character. Um, oh. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here in a while. Okay. Um, but uh, I want to. I want to just give a plug first. Now this oh, won't go, make. Go for it. This won't make sense really, or what? It will make sense, but it won't matter in about three months' time. So if people are listening back to this and it's 2023 or 2024, and they've just started listening to the podcast and they're going, almost oh, must go through the back catalogue. This will mean nothing to you. Hmm. It's only if you're listening in 2020, maybe early 2021, but probably not. This is not like one of those things from Star Trek when they come across an ancient civilization and they pick up one of their data receptacles or something and stick it in. Yeah, and it's like, oh, these were really these were a fine culture back then, but they're <laughs> not anymore. But go on, sorry, I digress. Pretty pretty much anything I say on the podcast, even in the if I'm intro or outro, 
I keep having to say, actually, if you're listening, <laughs> I really should just stop saying things that I have to preface with. Oh, if you're listening next year, don't worry about this. But uh, no, I, th- I think I think you just don't give a shit anymore about uh, whether people are listening. It's a podcast. That's what they've signed up for. They know it's not timestamped, so uh, it's not live, people. Well, it is now, but won't be then. I care, Mike. I care. Oh. <laughs> yeah, actually, you could be listening to this and we could both be dead. How cool is that? Yeah. Shit. Not really cool. But, no. You know. <laughs> just, I just got a shiver. <laughs> anyway, listen. My daughter, uh, for the last couple of years, she raises money with okay. some of her pals. They raise money and they go out to this uh, young girl's... Um, a refuge and rescue center like an orphanage in Kenya near Nairobi and they go out there and they work for two weeks now the way this thing works is they spend some of towards the end of the year like from the summer onwards fundraising so they have to raise 2,600 euros so they'll have a cake sale a table mm-hmm. quiz they'll have this they'll have that they'll have the other uh, so and then they'll go out early the following year. So January, February, March, they'll head out and they'll spend two weeks out at this place in Nairobi, in Kenya. They'll bring the money with them. I think it's 2,600. Um, half of the money is for their upkeep and their food and all that. And the rest goes to running the uh, the re- rescue center for the year, you know. And they need it. So they need about 50 grand to run the place for the year. That's all they need. And And... They're becoming more and more self-sufficient. So now they've they've invested in pigs and chickens and they've got people working there and, and they're trying to become more uh, yeah, off the grid and self-sufficient. So, so mm-hmm. it's a very clever place and they're doing good work. They're making sure that young girls who have been in difficult situations like early marriage, uh, genital mutilation, um, and they've run away, maybe they're being abused at home, whatever, they've, they've run away, they're street kids, they're away from their families they'll take them in there and they'll make sure they go to school every day they get an education and they won't basically they try and set them up so they can make a difference in their own community like they're not trying to take them away from their community they're trying to just educate them and keep them in the community keep them near uh the people they grew up with and keep them involved in school and just keep them going and mind them um and and do they have a gofundme page or something like that which yeah so virtually give to yeah, so like, so what Anna's done now, so obviously none of the fundraising can happen. They can't travel out there. So they reckon this center probably has enough money in the bank to last until April next year. Um, right. So it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit worrying and they do great work. And it's a guy, actually a local guy from in around Newbridge who set it up and it's called Cara. And you can look up the website. It's Cara. Um, refuge. Like the yeah, Cara, like friend, friendly. Uh, and it's the Irish for friend. Um, but if you follow my Instagram, which is keithwalsh.walsh, and that's my Instagram, so it's keithwalsh.walsh on Instagram. If you follow mine, there's a GoFundMe link on my Instagram page in my bio, and you can click on that and you can give some money if you're listening in, in the next two months, if it's maybe, not. Maybe you could tweet it because there's a lot of people who don't like Instagram. Yeah, I will tweet it at some stage today. And there are, yeah, not, not everybody's on Twitter is on Instagram and for, vice versa. A lot of people on Instagram just don't yeah. like Twitter, you know, so uh, we'll use both. And we, but we just put it up today and I said, I'll give it a mention. You never know. We might get a few quid out of it. And I just think it's good because uh, like these kids, include my own daughter, going out to Africa for two weeks. Like it's, it's a hell mm. of an experience for them. 
Uh, now oh, she's yeah. she's gone out a couple of times. So the first, I think her first time going out was a bit of a blur. She'd probably admit like she didn't really kind of. She, I think she was still in shock, kind of what by the time she got home from from. Yeah. But by the second year, she was she you know as soon as she got there, she knew what she, what 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 to expect. She knew how it was going to be. She really kind of get into it, and I think they were all looking forward to. Even though she's doing the leaving cert this year, I think she'd have gone back in a heartbeat. You know. Good for her. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and scoop up a couple of quid and throw it in her general direction. That's the crack. That's my plug. So thank you very much for that, for allowing me the time, Mike. I appreciate it. Why, why are you thanking me? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why not? <I'm> just... <laughs> I think you're I'm a good just... man. I think you're a good man for letting me. Fair play to you. Why did you send me? Why did you send me the picture of you and who took it? So, so Mike sent uh... me. Mike sent me a picture of his setup. So he's all ready to go at his desk. With his yeah. mic, mic shield and his and his mic and his computer all set up, looking looking very proud, Mike. You know, and I'm, I don't say that in a sort of I'm not taking the piss, but looking looking happy. It feels, it feels like you're taking the piss. I was yeah, I was happy and nervous. You know, I'm, you know, I'm always a little. I get stage fright. You know, like do most you? people. Do you? No, no, not really. <laughs> you don't strike me as the type of guy who'd get. You should get. I a used bit, to be. I used to nervous. be terribly nervous about doing anything. Um standing up and talking to people or whatever now i just don't give a shit because i really don't because you, you pass the time in your life don't you that stage of life happens when you really you don't actually give a shit what people think which is a great sort of way to be i think it's i think it's the best place to be and i'm i'm getting there slowly you need a little bit of nerves just to give you the energy um but then with something like this i don't think it's so relaxed and so uh familiar for me uh chatting in this fashion it's like no i'm not i'm, I'm just going to enjoy it i'm just totally in the moment mm. and that's what i like about this but speaking of stages of life you see God. you're already a pro do you know what i mean like i briefly mentioned that i will talk about getting to a certain stage in my life and you were just like teeing me up setting me up it's called a segue a segue <laughs> segue is chef's chef's kiss <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, I realized I'm getting old. I went for a walk today with the dog. Uh, Charlie is my dog. And that's not important to the story. But I went for a walk. And I noticed as I was walking, there's some there was a bit of work going on in a field across the road behind some trees, a bit of, you know, uh, construction. Uh oh. So I feckin crossed the road to look in through the trees into the field to see what kind of construction was going on. Because, and I was like, what the, f I don't care what kind of construction is going on here. Why am I mm. coming over to have a look at the, the I think, I'll are, you, are you interested in what it might be? Because yeah, I, yeah. I think it might be a I'm, road. No, I'm hanging on every word. I'm literally stuck to my seat. I think it might be a road. OMG. Which is exciting, right? Because, you know, there's been talk around where I live of this road and this second bridge across the Liffey, which would alleviate traffic, opening up almost a second ring road, almost a third ring road around Newbridge. And it would just like, it would just be, it would just be beautiful for the town, you know? But there's been rumours. Now, I, if I had sense, I could probably go on the county council website and see plans and see the dates and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not that interested in. But I was a bit worried that I that I'd taken myself across the road to have a look to peer through the trees to try and see exactly you know what's going on. I I followed the 
the path down and kept looking in to see how far the road has gone, whereabouts the bridge is going to come over the Liffey. And I was absolutely enthralled by this. You know, this just, you know, this just uh, fascinated me. And then I was fascinated by the fact that I was fascinated by this. And I guarantee you, luckily it was a Saturday, I guarantee you, I, I would have, I feel like I would have gone up to one of the workmen if it wasn't a Saturday and asked him what was going on. And would you have made up that you were once an engineer as well? That's what a lot of people do. They feel inept when they walk yeah. up to builders and go, yeah, I used to do this. I used to do a bit of this. I used to do a bit of, I used to do a bit of this. Yeah. I used to do a bit of motorway building in my back in the day. Um, the, the, the most interesting thing about that is there's two interesting things about your thing. And you do at certain ages, certain things pique your interest. And it's bizarre that planning is something, you know, you do, you, when you are a middle-aged person, middle-aged man, you do get in, interested in, in planning and sort of, oh, I wonder if that's going to alleviate the pressure of the traffic around my town. Yeah. And, the, and I think the most interesting thing you've said by far is that the Liffey runs through Kildare. Oh, right. <laughs> did, you, did, <laughs> why, did you not know that? No. Yeah, we have the Liffey in Newbridge, yeah. How far is Newbridge from Dublin? Um, about 30 kilometers, I'm going to say, even though it might be a bit no. more, could be 30 miles, 30 kilometers. It's in around there and uh, not that far, really. Like I have friends, I, I have friends, yeah. I have friends who live in like it's it's a it's the commuter belt now. And the I have friends who during the summer, certain stages in the year, especially during the summer, they'll cycle to and from work in Dublin. Oh, there's a path. Is there a cycleway all the way along the Liffey? No, there's not. There's, they'll oh. just cycle up the motorway. Yeah, it's not a good idea. I wouldn't recommend. No, it. that's a really bad idea. But that's you how that's get... that's how close we are that you could cycle if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah I didn't know. You see, I don't. The geography of that part of the world, I don't really know Dublin all that much. Um, you don't care. I've never had. I've never. No, Kildare. I drive through it. There's a flat bit, and there's a race course, um, and that's the Curra, I assume. And that's the current, yeah, which is yeah, beautiful. And you get that sort of long bit where you have to go down to 100 kilometers an hour and then it goes to 80 and stuff, and it's quite annoying. And then there's a, a buggy man shop, yeah, the buggy man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a horse thing with a helicopter. Don't know why the horse and helicopter are the same thing, but anyway, what's the horse thing with the helicopter? Oh, that's um, oh, there's a helicopter that is that uh, the horse, like a goths, is it goths? Is it goths? Yeah, with, goths the, with the heli, they've yeah. got a helipad. Yeah, yeah, but there's a helicopter there. I don't, I don't know. It's like an old helicopter. Oh. Maybe it's a heliport. I don't know. That's why I don't know. You see, if and anybody's you, listening, they can email you. I don't really yeah. give a shit, but you know. <laughs> you can email me, yeah, keithwalsh.watch at, at gmail.com. But also, did you know that there's a caravan park that you can stay on your holidays along the road there? I did not know that. Yeah, uh, for it's. I think it's Kamak Valley, it's called. And if you're a tourist or you're like coming from or wherever, you don't have to be a tourist, but you can you can park your caravan or, or stay in the caravan in that park. And then you can sort of do your daily trips in and out of Dublin if you want. I mean, I've totally made that up, but I presume that's what happens. Yeah, probably. It's more like the people getting off ferries and stuff who want to come to Ireland would then sort of get off a ferry at two o'clock in the morning and think, you know what we're going to do? We want to pull in here for the night and sort of have a bit of comfort and then plan our day tomorrow and then go into Dublin and then go down the country and all that sort of stuff. I don't know, I'm not really into caravanning. <laughs> really I guess I don't, I guess neither of us really care about that fact that there's a caravan no, park. No, couldn't give a shit. The but the, the, the fact is, though, that the road, whatever road you saw being built, is going to make it 
some so it's going to make someone's life easier or harder or make, see, it could make it two worse. sides yeah exactly there's always two sides to every club goal grid especially when you're talking about planning because you know the environmental damage to be done to by building a road really we should just be getting rid of cars and everybody should have public transport but that's another story yeah but i'm hoping by if they build a second bridge in this road this is a ridiculous conversation that it will they'll be able to take some of this traffic out of the town and pedestrianize and and have like walkways and you know the kids yeah. might be able to walk from to school and stuff without having to, anyway that's all that they're yeah. my dreams that's the type of thing i i think about basically it's it's official i'm old and there's nothing yeah. to do about it and then now all the shopkeepers are going to go but there's no traffic in the town yeah, of course, but there, but like, but, but if you can walk around, you're more likely to go into the shops and yeah. and oh god, this is this is this has gone down. It's gone to a bad place, hasn't it? Oh, you I, are you are getting you, old. You know, I've turned into. Did you ever watch the soap? No, the sitcom Early Doors. Yes. So Craig Cash from the Royal Family. Yes. Yeah. He he went. He also then wrote Early Doors and starred in Early Doors, which is basically about a pub. But there was a character in it. I can't remember his name, but he was one of the. He was there was a couple, a large. They were larger people. Mm -hmm. They they were, uh, and he, (laughs) he every time he came up to the bar, he wanted to talk to the barman about the the, putting the new the new lights at the end of the road, (laughs) and they'd create as this detour, and he just that that was all he wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's you. That's me. Literally, that yeah, is me. From the first 15 minutes of this conversation, that's pretty much you. And, uh, you know, they often say that people write about people they know. So Craig obviously met somebody who was like you. <laughs> talk about planning all day. Uh, mind-numbingly boring. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it good. isn't, though. It, it, it's fascinating, planning, I think. Anyway. That's it's a good. It's a good to... start. It's a good start. Yeah, well, look, we, we, let's not get into your planning past, will we? Should we? Um, I used to have to comment on planning in my drainage days. It was very, it was very boring, though. Really what, what, boring. What do you mean, comment on it? Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I like this bit of planning here. This is good. Yeah, well, we used to. So we were environmental health, and the planning uh, authority would uh, get planning applications, and uh, loads of people would have a right to put their tuppence worth in, so that we would say, "Listen, I would like to see this condition attached." or I'd like to see this condition attached. So if there's a road going through, uh, we'd like to see the condition that drainage is blah, and this is this, and you know, there's no gold crest or newts or great crested newts and stuff like that, sort of from a wildlifey point of view, an environmental point of view. And so we would get um, uh, asked to comment on these things. And I'll never forget, I used to work in this office, it was open plan office in Norfolk. Anybody in Norfolk listening? Hello, Norfolk, how are you? Um, and I'm, I apologize for saying that everybody that worked there, not everyone actually, every, there was some very funny individuals, some quite boring people. I used to make up um, stories about them in my head to give them some life. Do you know what I mean? They were so sort of gray. Uh, from the clothes they wore to the sort of the cars they drove to the lives they led and I would sort of make them out to be mass murderers and stuff Mm. in their private in their sort of spare time so like so 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 one of your colleagues you'd see him and then you'd be like I bet he has like a a sex dungeon in his basement exactly S&M was all over the place and sort of (laughs) outfits and stuff you know all that sort of stuff was highly 
covered in sort of what about the, like what about the guy who came into work and had everything as normal but forgot to take off his gimp mask that was <laughs> or his cod piece that was a great day and no one and no one told him but i i will never forget one day i used to write to these people and then they they you know, you come in and they come over. I just want to get a little bit of clarification on what you've written about this here, just to clarify before we go to a planning meeting on Thursday. And it was my first or second year there. It must have been my second year there. And people knew that I had Irish roots. So I had a big chimney pot hat on, a green, white and gold. I had a sort of a red beard, you know, those fake red beards and whatever. Yeah. And Irish flags sticking out on my uh, computer. And... I'd been down to the pub for lunch and I'd had seven pints of earlier. <laughs> what? What, what was this? What was this? What day was this? Was this Paddy's Day? Paddy's Day, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, right. Yeah. So oh, I, I, I missed just... that bit. <laughs> so, so I was sitting there. Okay, okay, okay. Sculled out of my head. Like, it was like, no, 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 you know, barely had breakfast. It was half 11 we went to the pub and we got back about half one and I'm three sheets to the wind now. So I was sitting there burbling. And this guy comes over from planning. Hello, my name is Declan from Planning. Uh, I just wanted to talk to you. And I was literally drooling. I couldn't speak. Um, I, I smelt a drink. I had this big thing on my head. And he insisted on talking to me about somebody's septic tank. And I was going, really? Really? You want to have this conversation? <laughs> and my boss came over. And we were on those sort of wheelie office chairs. And he just dragged me away. <laughs> You know, sort of like take him into the corner and put him in the naughty chair and just leave him off because I was just shit-faced and not good for anyone. And this guy just kept talking. He just kept talking about planning. And I was like, I couldn't be less fucking interested. <laughs> yeah, It's beautiful that's... that he just didn't care that you're, you know, it's almost like there's a level of acceptance of you there, isn't it? Like, which is beautiful that he's gone, you know, Mike, I'd take him as I see him. Um, no, he just, he, he was just so, he walked over. He didn't even raise his head to look, really. He just started into this kind of on oh, no, oh, the septic tank drainage system and the uh, associated drainage work that need to be done. And I was literally sitting there half <laughs> thinking of puking. And he's like, and uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, 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 Jesus Christ, take him away. Somebody take that man away. I it can shoot him. It is one of the things that fascinates me, and I, ever since I was young, watching Coronation Street, is the is the going to the pub at lunchtime, which oh, is a yeah. which is a very, it's not, that's not an Irish thing at all. No, that's a very British thing. Yeah, two or three, four pints at lunch. And what? And what? And do what then? Uh, fall asleep. I mean, you know, people used to have in the civil services. People used to have elevenses. They used to have gin and tonic. The tea lady would come round with tea, coffee, and gin. And you'd have a gin and tonic at 11, uh, lunch at one with like a glass of wine or a couple of pints and a plowman's sandwich. And then, um, you know, go home to your miserable, dreary existence and probably fall asleep, um, you know, pipe and slippers and wake up and do it all again. And then they'd all go, you know, not really an alcoholic. I, was that some sort of like I don't I'm not I'm not like a conspiracy theorist but like was there some sort of like controlled like don't let them wake up to the fact that they have a shit job and life is shit just keep giving them booze It'll yeah be- it was it was completely socially acceptable people would get home you know 
people would drive home after it, you know, sort of, like, when was your last drink? So two o'clock this afternoon, you know, marvellous, on the M25, no problem whatsoever. So yeah, people used to drink. I used to work in pubs and bars and whatever, and people would come in for, you know, they'd walk in, order lunch, which was really secondary to anything they wanted, and have a couple of glasses of wine or a two or three pints, and then off they go in the afternoon. And I worked in a one pub in South London that was a real geezer, geezer, governor, governor. And all the builders would come in and they'd have six or seven pints every day. Holy shit. Yeah. Because I know... And these um, are people that you're building bridges and roads. <laughs> I remember... Uh, yeah, <laughs> no wonder the country is... Fucked. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, the thing about England is I've never seen so many fucking road markings and signs and boxes and... Like, it's actually like there's almost a pollution in England when it comes to the markings on the road and the roundabouts and like the like, Jesus, it makes sense now. They're just drunk, just coloring yeah. in, just coloring in shit. Let's just put a, bo- a red box here, green box over here, yellow box there. Let's do some arrows. Let's put up four signs. Let's create some sort of zigzag thing that you have to go in and out of here. Brilliant. Pissed. Yeah, but it is, it's very rules-based, the whole of England. And, and, and English people, are, I quite like that. I like the fact that there are rules and there are rules of the road. And that's why nobody just plows into each other all the time, touch wood, you know. Um, but I remember when we moved here in the 70s, early 80s, there was an advert on the TV. Uh, Michelangelo was painting his box. Do you remember the big yellow yeah. box that was yeah. the, the, the crosshatch box? Yeah. And this, this is what it's for. It was one of those sort of public... Um, announcement. Sort yeah, of public service thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, here's Michelangelo painting his box at a busy junction. You can only do it if you approach from the right hand side. Your, your intention is to turn right. You may only use this. And people were looking at that. Yeah, fuck that joke. <laughs> fuck. Just fucking plow on you put rent. You know, remember to indicate. It was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Where's the indicators? Well, I, like I grew up in a time when, when lads were still putting their arms out the window. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to learn that in our highway code, how to signal from, you know, signal, put your hand out the window and stick it up when you were going left. Yeah. Obviously, you couldn't stick it out the left hand side. Yeah. <laughs> and you had to tur- you had to, you had to make a circle, a big circle with your arm if you were doing a youth. I don't know what the fuck. If no, somebody to overtake you or something. Oh, I don't know. Left. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Insane. Yeah. Insanity. But yeah. um yeah, the drinking so you are, I, in 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 a nutshell, if I if I kind of kind of a little bit, I'm gonna cut across here. Uh, in a nutshell, you are becoming a boreal <laughs> talking about roads. Yeah. Talking about roads, and then I'm fascinated about uh, people drinking at lunchtime. That's ridiculous. Speaking of drinking. Um, I saw you on an advert this week, a very funny advert. Oh, yes. Yes. I was on, I'm, I'm, I star. Let me just, let me just. Yeah, you are the main kind of geezer. Well, I'm not the main guy. I'm, uh, I'm a guy. <laughs> I'm the main character. Yeah, yeah, I'm the main character. I think the son is the main character, surely. Uh, yeah, if, if main characters get ignored by their mother, yes, that's very much the main character. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Rascals is the name of the brewery, and my friend Joe is the marketing guy there. And he came up with this idea and had very little, uh, had lots of great, it was a, it's a brilliant idea, but just didn't mm. have uh, a huge budget for it. So he was like, okay, can, we, can I do this on however much money he had and pulled in a few favors and uh, we all got involved and made an ad 
I think it's brilliant because, you know, um, all the big supermarkets and super value, arguably super value have really hit it well this year with their advert, you know, is he coming? Is he coming? I don't know if you've seen that. advert. Mm, yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, 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 but this one you're thinking, oh God, is this just a play on that? And it, it very much is, but it's kind of, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's very funny. For those of you who haven't seen it, have a look on, I think your Twitter feed has got it. I think, um, yeah, my, there's no point talking about my Twitter feed because I've only got about seven people. You need to, well. What's your what's your Twitter handle then? I don't know the fuck. Um, you don't even know what it is, do you? No. Uh, is it at MJP Marin? I don't know Maybe. if it is. I don't know if it is. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the story. So you can see it actually if you follow Rascals. That's the name of the brewery. Rascals. They'd have it up on their website as well. Um, and uh, no, it's great fun to do it. And I tell you, the people involved. It is. It's at MJP Marin. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. there you go. There's at, a plug for me as well. Yeah. At MJP Marin, the solicitors. Uh, but it was great crack to do because uh, I'll tell you who they all are. Um, so the mother is played by uh, an actress comedian called Emma Doran, who actually I interviewed this weekend for the podcast, oh. and, and I'll be putting that out probably next week. And she's a very interesting uh, character, very funny. Um, and she makes a lot of online, like she makes a lot of sketches herself online. Stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with her. And then the guy, the dad is, um, he plays a cop in Love Hate, and yes. he's, al- he's also in Vikings. You, you, I don't know if you've watched Vikings, but he's... I haven't watched Vikings, but I know one of the Vikings in it, in Limerick. Oh, do you? And yeah, he's a buddy of mine's nephew. Okay. I know him. I don't actually know his name, but he's a lovely fella. And he plays, he's, he's got a part in it, has he? He does, yeah. yeah. He, he plays one of the Vikings, you know, sort of. He's always, ah, and he's got long hair and a ponytail and all that sort of well, stuff. Well, he, he'd probably know Kieran then. And then the young lad is a guy called Ryan, Ryan Carrick, who is also sort of an online uh, sketch funny man guy. And his, yes. fa- his face makes the ad, as far as I'm concerned. He's very good. I, I know him from Twitter as well. I think you've retweeted stuff in the past about him. Yeah, his facial yeah. expression. So there, like, I mean, a, a stellar cast, you have to agree. I think the father should darken his hair up and his skin and uh, play um, the life role of Donica O'Callaghan. He looks okay, like yeah, he could do that, actually, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If ever there was a biography, an autobiography of a big cop to be done, he could well, do it. They could make it, they could build a story around the time Donegal Callan had his shorts ripped off to reveal a pair of red underpants, brief underpants, and he and he kept on playing in just his underpants. You're not a big rugby fan, so you might not that might have passed you by. I, I, I do I I I recognize the story. He was playing yeah. for Munster, wasn't he? He was playing for Munster, yeah, and someone ripped his shorts off and he kept playing. He kept going in his underpants and it was one of you know the greatest. What? I think I might have been at that match. You could very well have been. Lots of people whistled, I think. Oh, I'd say they did. Like, he's a fine looking man, you know, even oh, as a. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Very handsome looking man. I think man. Like yourself. I think man, man, woman, animal would recognize that he's a good looking man, you know. He's a yes. big, he's a big yeah, man. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a big man, tall. He does have quite the frontal lobe, though, you know, across the forehead. He's a yes, yeah. Neanderthalish. He is a little bit, yeah, but a lovely, lovely, lovely man, and you well, yeah, know, and very handsome. I'm not. I mean, the lobe. I'm not sort of denigrating him by saying the lobe. It's a lovely lobe. It's it's a beautiful lobe. Yeah, uh, yeah it's one of the finest lobes I've seen. Yeah, since, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, since since Los Lobos, the Spanish. Um, 
Unbelievable. <laughs> Were they even Spanish? Los Lobos, probably Mexican. Um, but yeah, so that was the ad. Oh yeah, Donico Callahan actually is going to come on the podcast as well. So that's is one. To, yeah, that's one to look out for. Well, well done. Yeah, he has agreed, and he's going to come on, and that's uh, that's the crack. So um, now that I've got my boring shite out of the way, uh, I noticed you had a lot of, a long list of things in that you obviously you. And people will know this if, from listening. You have a production meeting on your own where you yes. go through the things you're going to talk about. And very rarely do I actually get around to any of them. Yeah, so <laughs> let's get around to them. <laughs> well, that's, that's not a criticism. It's because we were rambling about road building. And oh, no, I, I, interesting I, stuff. I know it's not a criticism, and I'm like, but I'm very happy to listen to your stories. I think, I think they're the best part of the podcast. So I think that I should just drop the bits where I talk my shite and just go straight into Mike's stories. Do you know what I mean? No, no, I don't think so. Don't, <laughs> no, you've got to soften me up. You see, I've got rid of my nerves now. My energy is good. My flow is good. Um, you know, all that sort of stuff. We'll, 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 we'll get a separate jingle in where it goes, Mike's stories. <laughs> and then you get into your stories. Yeah, here's a story from Mike. Listen up, kids. Don't his his name is Mike. He's got a story. It should rhyme, really, shouldn't it? Yeah. There's something there. There's definitely something there in that. But I've been I've been um, thinking about all sorts of stuff. Last week we um, I don't know where to go now, but we 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 were talking about the word the is something I wanted to um, cover. Oh yeah, yeah. From and my interest in the word the from um you know I, i'm not gonna lie i've got a foot in either pond you know sort of i'm half english half irish sort of thing and there are certain things um in ireland that are odd to an english ear and there are certain things in england which are odd to an irish ear if you know what i mean mm. the way we say things the way we structure things i mean i think the Irish speak better English than the normal Joe Bloggs English person. But the one thing I can't get my head over, and I, uh, uh, it's, it's funny, when I lived in Norfolk, uh, another region of England, having gone from London, from Ireland, mm. um, you'd say to people, God, it's cold out there. And they go, yeah, that is. And I'd go, what is? And they go, that is. And they used to put that in at the most inopportune places. So they would say, yeah, that's uh, that's busy today. What is? Well, the shop. So it's that. They used to just put that in all the time. And what was the accent, but, Mike? Oh, they talk like that. Yeah, so that is. Yeah, uh, that is, yeah, that is. And it, would, it would actually be at, so that is, yeah. So how are you? Ah, that's great, isn't it? Yeah. What, wow. what is? <laughs> So they, just this word that you just put in, but but then I've noticed in when we came back here, everybody would say, "Are you got? Are you here for the holidays?" And uh, yeah, we're here from from our holiday on our holidays. We're here for, for some holidays, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, are you going back for the Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to play the golf? <laughs> you see. We, when I used to work for do, down at Doombeg, guys, American guys get off a truck or whatever and they'd be getting ready. Are you here for the golf, lads? We, the golf? We're here for a game of golf. Uh, we, we, is it different? Is there a different game? 
the golf and by the end of the trip they began yeah we played the golf guys we we <laughs> we love the golf yeah and uh, you go for the pints and it's like duh. so the word duh, i think it's fascinating um and my favorite incarnation is it my brother one of my brothers actually rings me up around this time of year actually and whenever he's heard uh, chris rear um driving home for christmas yeah um he always rings me up and he goes i heard it i heard it today and i was what did you hear Driving home for the Christmas. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. The it's word okay. the. The next time you hear somebody say it, it's really, it's really odd once you tune into it. You know, the golf. Ah oh, yeah, you hear from the tennis. <laughs> the tennis, yeah. See, it doesn't mean yeah. I'm, you're, you're you're saying it to me and I know it's funny, but I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. what's wrong with saying it doesn't it? register. No. For the Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Are you but back for the Christmas? I'm trying to think of other examples where it's not like, oh, yeah, I can't. Everything. You've broken my head. My brain is yeah. ruptured. Um, but oh, I we were like, for the walk. <laughs> the walk, yeah. Oh, the well. What about the messages? Would that be no? That would be a correct use of would it? Yeah, you get the messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you Would you say that you'd say that in England? Would you the, the messages? Yeah, the shop. No, you would never say messages. You wouldn't say no, messages. You'd say the groceries or so. Yeah, 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 that wouldn't be. The shopping. The shopping. I yeah. think we, do you know what? Um, I was listening to another podcast, Blind Boy podcast, and he was talking oh, to yeah. a guy, I may have mentioned him already, but Moncon McGon is his name. He's like an <laughs> Irish, Irish speaker. Do you know him? I, I've heard of him, yeah. And uh, there were, he was talking about, so Blind Boy was saying that the reason the Irish speak the way we do, because we kind of mix, we don't really, uh, we kind of ask, we we don't give definitive answers. Like we ask questions with our answers. And mm. it's, all, it's always like, ah, sure, you might, wouldn't you? You wouldn't, you never know. You could, you might. Jesus, you wouldn't know. You could be. And it's all this kind of like, um, you know, you're not actually giving a straight answer. Uh, and it could be or, a question, or am I? Or is it? Or, or yeah, my, like, my, my wife gets um, not infuriated anymore. She did in the beginning when people say, will you stay for the tea, no? Yeah. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, sure. I'm only had, uh, yeah, sure. I'm only heading up this up here, am I? Are you? Yeah. You're. Are you, <laughs> but it's the answering their own question. Yeah, but would you, uh, would you have another pint, lads? No. <laughs> you know, you kind of, it's, it's really. It's kind of like it's it's best detective work ever. You you. It's a really closed question. You can't say yes, I will after that because it's already been confirmed to you in the statement. So apparently he was saying, so Blind Boy was saying that his dad explained it to him that when we would be stopped by the peelers or whoever would have stopped us, the, uh, the, the you know, the constabulary. Yeah, it would have been the peelers, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the road going somewhere uh, to the creamery, home from the farm, whatever it is. The f- we might give the wrong answer that might get us in trouble. So we didn't really know what was the right answer or what was the right answer or what was the wrong answer and which answer would get us in trouble and which answer wouldn't. So we'd sort of almost try and give two answers. Um, and it led to the whole thing of the Irish, you know, the peelers just just deciding that the Irish are just stupid. I don't even know what they're talking about. Here's another gombeam coming along here. It doesn't know whether he's coming or going. Where are you going? Well, sure, it might be. You never know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, it's probably the best defense tactic ever. 
Actually, you wouldn't you know? know. You wouldn't know. Sure, I could be. Uh, she could be heading anywhere at this time of the night, or just vague, exactly, yeah. non-definitive answers that you'd give to people that wouldn't get you in trouble. Because, you know, in fairness, you could give a perfectly sane answer and get in trouble for it and get you know get taken away anyway. So, it was almost it was a defense mechanism. So so there's. There's a lot of that sort of um, wrapped up in our our. So we took the Queen's English and made it our own, you know. Very much so. It's probably got something to do with the Irish language as well, the way it's structured. But yeah, because everything <clears> is <throat> everything is backwards, isn't it? We yeah, you kind of start off and then the vowel or the the the, the verb is at the end. Yeah, like thought is the hunger is on me. Yeah. Rather than saying I am hungry, the hung it's it's the it's the hunger that's on me. It's it's nothing It's nothing to do with me. It's the it's the it's the hunger that's on me. It's it's not not my fault. No, I once um, heard uh, actually a story um, of an American chap who was um, flagged down in a local West Clare town, um, sort of four or five pints the wrong side of being able to drive. Yeah, um, and the local guard stopped it. a local guard was on a bicycle happened to see this fellow coming down the road just stood out in the middle of it the guy stopped and the local guard said to him here listen would you mind um breathing into this for me and he went no thanks (laughs) 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 and you know your man was like jesus i asked him and it was like, but you did, but you didn't really ask him. You know, you kind of gave him a way out. You didn't tell him. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I need to, you need to do this right now. Uh, would, you mind, would you mind? No, no thanks. No, thank <laughs> you. Put the window up and drove off. Yeah. Yeah. Language is very interesting. Oh, the, the, yeah, the. Okay, I'm going to think about that. Yeah. I will ponder on the the. And, and the other one. Um, if we're on, but was was to do with um, Craig David really, and uh, I know we've spoken about this very briefly before. Was Irishifying songs? Yeah, you know, you know, sort of that kind of. I don't know. I think I might have done some uh, during the summer uh, of um, uh, oh Christ, the Gallagher Brothers, um, Oasis. Oasis, yeah. I mean, they're very easy to Irishify. I can't think of one of their songs now, but but all you need to do really is put the the the, the two words of a uh, in the middle of it. So you know, Craig David, you know, Monday took her for a drink of a Tuesday. We Wednesday, and on Thursday, you know that sort of thing. And the of a, uh, I think, is brilliant. You know what? What the, you know. How did he do it? Of a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that old one. But so, you know, oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> it was of a Wednesday morning, the man came in. <laughs> of a, of where, a, where did that come from? I don't know. Jesus. Yeah. Of Maybe a. we should have talked about this before we started. We no, no, it's good. We, hey, listen, someone can tell us, you know. I'm sure there's <laughs> yeah, listeners. Yeah. I'm sure the listeners are more intelligent than we are. They'll be able to tell us exactly where it came Of a, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it probably comes back to the Irish language. Uh, I know you Probably, sent me. Yeah, yeah. You, you did send me a few uh, version, a few Irishified songs, which I, I did enjoy. Yeah, uh, I mean, because you could almost lilt most of the songs. Oh, Sally can wait. Oh, start to as she's walking on the heat. That sort of thing, you know. Something you really that. could. You yeah. could go. On, you could tour with that. 
think so? Yeah. Lilf, lilting Manchester bands. You could, you could tour with that, especially now that lockdown is on, no one's allowed to go to gigs. <laughs> could be very successful. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you're very funny. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, that that was my other, and uh, uh, that's I needed to get that off my chest. Okay. I don't know whether anybody else knows about that. If they do, you can pop out your email address there. I don't know. What it yeah, is. you can email it to me. Yeah, yeah. Keith, yeah. Keith Walsh dot Walsh at gmail dot com. I'd love to there hear you from you. I'd love to hear from you. Did uh, you? And, uh, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Go on, no, go on, go on, go on. Did you decide to tell us the story of Jean Luc Picard? Was that on your ah, list? you picked up on that one. Actually. Well, I was um, just. I was just wondering. I was I was going to do a clever segue, but then I just thought I'd ask you. No, I don't know. Did you, did you ever watch um, Star Trek? Star Trek: The Next Generation. It's really funny because Star Trek. I never got into Star Trek ever on any at any of them, and I, I like my sister is. Uh, hello, Marion, if you're listening, is you know a big fan of Star Trek, like loves it. All right. And she would say there's particular ones. She said, "No, you should no, you should definitely watch this. Like this particular series." Uh, is brilliant you know uh, and mm. and movies that came out as well and stuff like that but I think I might have been put off by watching reruns when I was younger in RT when we only had two stations yeah of but the, the old now I never liked the old Star mm, Trek yeah it didn't do it for me and the thing about it is the funny thing is I like I love Star Wars oh yeah uh, yeah like and I'm watching The Mandalorian at the moment oh, and uh, beautiful I, television uh, love all that stuff because well, I don't know. I, I, you see, I, I don't know why. I presume if you like Star Wars and you like sci-fi and you like that kind of, you know, sort of adventure, a shoot 'em up and a bit of, you know, a cool machine and some, you know, space talk. Um, but I think the thing I like about Star Wars is the, is the, you know, when they go into the bars and there's a guy with an octopus head, mm. uh, serving behind the bar, and then they're drinking something blue, and it's like it's almost like, like Star Wars is like a western. Oh, uh, the Mandalorian is like a spaghetti western every week. Yeah, he's the man that comes in. It is. It is like it's high know, noon or something. Or, <clears throat> exactly, he's yeah. coming in to save the village, and that's he does it every week. And every week, it's exactly the same story, but it's told in a different way. And uh, the next generation, I thought, was brilliant because they unearthed um, a number of things, and people have often said that the various. Um, aliens you know the Klingons are like such and such a people here on earth and the Ferengi are like such and such a people here so that he was using Gene Roddenberry was using sort of you know people here um putting them in sort of racial stereotypes but putting a big sort of head on them and sort of a big forehead and stuff and these are the fighting Irish over here and these are these lads over here and these lads buy and sell yeah and these lads do this and they're just, you know and there were pirates and thugs and all sorts of things. And it was it was brilliant. It was absolute genius. And of course, they got Jean-Luc Picard or Patrick Stewart to do Jean-Luc. And I was very, very lucky um, to work in two hotels, actually, that they used to come into. Um, mostly the Athenaeum. They used to come in for that sort of the English version of Comic-Con when all the people would come in. You know, they would, they would have these Star Trek rallies where people would get their stuff signed and memorabilia and sort of listen to the stars talk and so this was this was post next generation it had been out people had seen it it and was then... right smack bang in the middle of next generation actually okay and wh- where was and... this where was this being shown then was this just on the telly because this is before 
like was it a box set was it dvds was it oh i used to go to, no it was actually videos i used to go to blockbuster video in clapham and uh, get them out and watch them they had oh, two careful. episodes at a careful. time don't get them <laughs> i used to just get them out um sorry so so yeah because i'm just trying to square this in my head because now we're just like oh yeah we're watching the mandalorian that's on the disney channel Mm. Uh, you watch that on your thing you watch that on your Netflix so this was literally they were coming out like they were coming out on DVD you could rent you could them. them yeah you could rent them on DVD or you could watch them if you were really posh and had Sky they were on every Monday night new series every Monday okay um, and then they had ones like um, Deep Space Nine which was dreadful and then they had uh, another one Voyager which I didn't get on with really very well they kind of tried to milk it but they've skipped that now and there's a new one called discovery on netflix which is fantastic altogether okay very very good would you would you recommend this now for somebody who's never really watched star trek and i could would it be could i could would that be a good entry point or should i go back no i go go into discovery it's it's not it doesn't scare the horses it's kind of a nice sort of story in space you know, you can be a completist about these things, and I kind of am. I've watched all the incarnations, and my least favourite would be the original Star Trek with Captain Kirk and stuff, you know? Yeah. They were dreadful. Um, and what they were doing, when I, when I was working in a hotel, they were, they'd sort of seen that the next generation was making money, so um, they started doing the, um, the old Star Trek movies where you get Kirk and Spock fighting some... Thing and it was just dreadful. These big movies, um, the early Star Trek movies were dreadful. Yeah, because they'd um, land on a planet and uh, they'd be, they'd have to be, they'd be beamed somewhere, and then they'd, mm. they'd discover that it was like an island full of. Uh, the one episode I remember was they were like an island full of naturists or something. It was like it was like oh, the, yes. the Garden of Eden or something, and uh, there was all these beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, and they'd all fall in love with James T. And he'd sort of go, oh, girls. And then Spock would come in and go, but Captain, they're going to kill us. But Captain, I I have no willy. I'm not affected by this because of my lack of penis. That's what he did when he made the the sign with his hand. It meant, look look in between the fingers. I have no willy. There's no willy. (laughs) Poor old Leonard Nimoy. What are we going to do? Um, my favorite, my favorite moment in The Simpsons, just to digress, is when Leonard Nimoy is there. I think it's the monorail episode, and he comes in at the at the very end, and he's like, as if he'd saved Springfield, and yeah. he makes this big speech. and And I think I don't know what one of the kids goes, uh, but you didn't do anything, <laughs> and he just and he looks at the camera, and he goes, didn't I? <laughs> And then you're left wondering, oh, maybe he did. Maybe he did everything. Maybe yeah. he did nothing, but it's just classic. Didn't I? He's brilliant. All what? those actors are fantastic. But they, they all came in, you see. So we had, um, who did we have? We had Scotty was in. William Shatner was in. Uh, my favourite, actually, George Takai. Mm-hmm. Remember George Takai? Yeah, he's a good, he's, he's a very funny man on the social medias, as far as I yes. remember. And he was also in I'm a Celebrity. Yes, that's my, right. My, yeah, One of my yeah. favourite guests. You look at him and you think, oh, little camp sort of Japanese guy. Yeah. And uh, then he opens his mouth and he's like, hello, my name is George Takai. It's unbelievable. His voice is just like perfect 
theatrical voice. Sorry. And he's very funny as well, from what I remember from on, mm. on, on social media. He's still with us, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Scotty died not so long ago. So yeah. played Scotty. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and we, 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 see, we used to have all these people come in. Um, we used to have Jonathan Frakes, who would have played um, uh, Patrick Stewart's number one guy. He would have been, you know, um, his second in command. And we had Les Landau, for any Trekkies out there, he used to direct them all. Well, I, I, I recognise the name. Did you know? Did you know these guys? Like, would you? I, 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 I knew Les Lando a lot because he used to come in and direct other stuff, and uh, he'd always come in and say, "I need some Cheerios," and all he could eat, as far as I could see, was Cheerios. That's all he ate. And was he um, a rotund man, or was he? No, not no? at all. No? no, 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 little guy. Um, yeah, he was. The, he was. He directed most of the Next Generation. Um, and, I think and it's. They were all very nice. Yeah, I think it's nice to hear of a Hollywood director whose predilection is for Cheerios and not not the casting couch you know he was such a weirdo he just wanted Cheerios all the time (laughs) and uh, who else used to come oh Marina Sirtis she played Deanna Troy the she was Betazoid she could read people's mind now, if you don't know anything about Star Trek, <laughs> you, this is going to make no sense whatsoever. But she this was is... empathetic, so she could feel your feelings. Ah. And she was like, this captain, I think they're being aggressive towards us. But they don't look aggressive, but they are being aggressive towards us, sort of thing. But the funny thing about her was she's a real, like, North London Tottenham supporter. Why, Giza? And she'd come in, you know, I'm staying with my mum, but I've got to come in here for a photo shoot. <laughs> Class. Uh, yeah, and they were all very nice people, but but of course the, the top of the board was uh, Patrick Stewart, and I didn't realise how famous I did. I did. I mean, I liked it, but I didn't think the whole world liked it. Um, and when Patrick Stewart used to turn up, he was, uh, he was he was he was just a gentleman, an absolute gentleman. And I was on the concierge desk at the stage, and uh, we'd know him, and we'd sort of come in, and he was as little fuss as possible. I've only got an overnight bag. I don't need any assistance, but thank you very much. Sort of could, thing. He was just lovely fella. Could I get it? Could you give us a sense of him? Was he tall? Was he? Did, how did he smell? Was he? Was he pristine? Was he well turned out? Absolutely turned out like a new pin. He was. Um, just he looked like an English gentleman, very thin. Yeah. Uh, I remember talking to him once about uh, exercising. How does he do it? He said, "No, I'm just lucky. This is this is the way I am." Oh, wow. You know, he ate and drank like a pig, and uh, not like a pig, like a gentleman, but quite in big big numbers. But he, yeah. yeah, he was he was svelte uh, without being sort of without having to try. But he was an absolute gentleman and never got sort of stirred or you know never got into a huff with anyone and was you know sort of excuse me i just need some more you know towels in my room or something i really i really hate to ask Mm, just an absolute gentleman yeah dickhead yeah yeah (laughs) and he'd come in and he'd come in funny to have a bit of a chat with us not sort of you know not going out of his way to have a chat with us he'd just come in and say how's it going jess and uh remember i was on duty one morning and um he came in and uh, he said, Michael, 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 I have left my Filofax on the Virgin Atlantic Flight One. It's seat 1A. It's my regular seat. I come in every two weeks and I've left it on the bloody seat. And I need that Filofax, Michael. And um, 
I happened to be on the phone at the time to one of my brothers who was in Ireland, I think, or maybe it was on to, I was onto somebody in Ireland because I was using the hotel phone for a cheap phone call. You yeah, know, of course. It was yeah. so expensive. <laughs> and um, maybe it was a buddy of mine. Anyway, uh, so I'm on the phone and I've said, uh, yes, yes, Mr. Mr. Stewart, I'll, uh, I'll do it. Actually, it was a buddy of mine who was also a bit of a Trekkie. And uh, I'm sort of going, yes, Mr. Stewart, I'll, I'll get on to Heathrow uh, in a moment. You said Virgin, yeah, yeah. And the guy in the, my ear is going, is that Jean-Luc Picard on that? And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's coming in. I can hear his voice. And he walked over towards me. He said, seat 1A, Virgin Atlantic 1, from LA to London. Don't forget it, Michael. I'm, I'm counting on you. And we had this bit of an in-joke, you see. And I said, I said to him, only if you say the magic word, Patrick, and he said, oh, go on then, Michael. Make it so, number one. And off he went. Off oh, my God, lift. Michael, no. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't, yeah. Every once in a while, he'd get into a taxi and go, make it so. <laughs> Fucking, oh, he was fierce, funny. Lovely fella. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make and it he so. would say, make it so, just for you. Yeah, yeah. But you'd have to ask him, go on, Michael, come on. <laughs> Yeah, could you get me some theatre tickets? Only if you ask nicely. Make it so, number one. Oh, man. Only you, though, Mike. Only you. <laughs> no, I think it was everyone. No, but you you just had a way. You had a way with people. You had a way with customers. You had a way with... You were just... Um, you'd never say it about yourself, though, but you were like... When I watched you at work with customers, you were just like... It was like watching a show. Really fucking bad one. No, it was like I was like I because obviously we've we've spoken before about my my arrival from fucking Kildare into London with no CV looking for a job and I, like you know I was as green as as green as the boy could be, and then seeing you like and you plumbed the shit out of everybody, like there was nobody like no you ne- like you'd be on the phone going yes darling yes sweetie good morning yeah beautiful great I hope you have a wonderful day and I, that's where I learned all that stuff of like just tell, just killing people with kindness well that's the only way to do it isn't it and you were just like you, bullshit, but... you would beat shit at people over the head into submission with your smiling and your laughing and your joshing and your it was it was it was a you had it down to a T like that's very nice of you to say uh, do, you, do you actually speaking of Star Trek and and Irish people and all that sort of stuff, do you remember yeah. when um, your man came, Colin Meany, to stay in juries? I don't think, I don't know if I was there or I was or I just wasn't present in myself uh, and didn't really yeah. care, didn't really care. Or I presume I, I, I'd imagine I would have remembered if Colin Meany was was there. I feel like I would. Yeah, because he was known for the van and all those sort of Roddy Doyle things. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He would have been like... But he was also, he was in Star Trek. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he was. Uh, oh Christ, I forgot his name now. Star Trek, but he was he was a, he was he was you know, he was a reoccurring character. He was fantastic he was in, in it. He was in Star Trek when the <laughs> that season when it was called the Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, it was played on a Tuesday. <laughs> How did you get here? <laughs> Of a, of a spacecraft? No, that doesn't really work, does it? No, no, no. Uh, that was when Star Trek was set in Dublin. Yeah, very much so. Who was he? He was Captain... Um, oh, Jesus. O'Brien. 
Captain O'Brien, of course. Not Captain O'Brien. He was uh, somebody O'Brien. He was O'Brien anyway. Was O'Brien? Was O'Brien his first name? No. No. He was was their last name. He was a sciencey fella. He used to do. He used to be on the um, the beaming machine. Beam him up, Mr. O'Brien. Mr. O'Brien, beam him up, Mr. O'Brien. And he, oh, I'm trying to, but he took me halfway here. I got a Sorry there. Sorry about that. I thought you said beamish. I thought you said beamish. Fuck's sake. But he he was there, and um, he and Luca Bloom was there at the same time. I know Please. a man who you know. Yeah. Um, um, and Luca Bloom was there, and Luca Bloom was also great fun, and would invite us up to see him play up in. Uh, up in Camden, but I digress. So um, your man Colin Meany comes in, he says, listen, I, 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 I think I'm going to marry this woman. I need to make a bit of a, you know, an impression. She's an American. Is there any chance you could uh, maybe send her a nice car for her, you know what I mean, to bring her in so she's not going to taxi or a tube or anything like that. Yeah, give me the flight details. I'll sort something out for her, you know, and uh, give me a name and we'll get a chauffeur out there. We'll get him looking nice and sort of smart and dicky and uh, whatever. And there was this old uh, boy I used to know from the from North London, and you get him, and he had one of those old Daimlers, the big bench-seated Daimlers, like the Queen has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you'd only pull him out, you know, if there was a VVIP or somebody said they were playing a joke on somebody, because he he would dress in the old show-free stuff, and he would look more like a sort of a, an undertaker than whatever, but, but in comes this car around the corner, and I'm saying to Colomini, and he's looking a bit looking a bit sort of nervous she's coming in there and I said yeah your man has radioed his people and they phoned me to tell me that she's on board and she'll be with us in about 35 minutes he's pacing the steps outside and looking up and down looking up and down and he sees this car coming down and he looks at me and he looks at the car and he goes for fuck's sake <laughs> nice fucking car I didn't ask you to be the fucking queen's fucking car you know fucking <laughs> And she gets kind of like, oh, yes, honey, this is the most beautiful car we've ever been in. And he's like, for fuck's sake, fuck. <laughs> Just mortified, like. And people would have known him, and the people, all Irish people walking up and down the steps, looking at him with this girl getting out of, effectively, the Queen's car, as far as he was concerned. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether he married her or not. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to think of that, like, sort of, I don't know. He wouldn't have been middle-aged then, would he? 30s? He would have been in his 30s then? Yeah, he'd be mid-30s, maybe 40. An Irish lad an Irish lad doing well for himself and trying to woo this American, you know, trying to yeah, impress her. Yeah, yeah. sent her a big fucking car, would you? <laughs> <laughs> ah, good man. Yeah. I, can't, I won't collect her. He wouldn't collect her in the van. Obviously. <laughs> Ice cream van. <laughs> Yeah, or the road. Luckily, we had roads planned at that point. What do you mean, you had roads planned? You were looking at the planning of a road earlier on, watch out. I was trying to sort of say... Oh, yeah, sorry. Fucking (laughs) 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 I was trying to work out whether you told that story before on the podcast or not. That's where I was. I was like, hmm, have I heard that Colomini story before? Maybe we should do more radio planning than we do uh, road planning. No, I love. I think it's perfect. <laughs> no, I love this. I love the way the way it is. But the other things we didn't get to talk about, we will have to talk about the next day. Uh, what What else did you have on your list? Oh yeah, one question: Is it okay not to like Peaky Blinders? Oh, okay. 
Um, I think it's okay to not like it. I think there's t- sometimes, you see, I really, I really think I like Peaky Blinders. Like I really wanted to be a bit better, a little bit better, but I yeah, still really you love see it. You, you wear the hats and all that sort of stuff. But I really yeah. like it. I really like it. I think it could be better. And I'm not really sure. Like, I'm not the expert on these things. So I'm not, it's, it's not like I go into a meeting with the lads and go, lads, this is, you know, you need to do A, B and C, but you've almost got it. Like, it's so close. It's so close. It's still very good. But I love, I love the, I love the, uh, the era. I love the characters. I love the clothing. I love the, 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 the way they talk. Uh, I love the storylines. And I don't know what it is or something. Do you know, it's 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 kind of like, for me, it's like Gangs of New York, right? Yeah. My ideal film or TV show is set in sort of an emerging, like Peaky Blinders is set after World War One, and they're just back from the war and they're trying to find their, things aren't really set up properly. Like there's not really a proper constabulary as such, or if there is, it's only been set up really and they're, you know, they're still trying to find their feet. Uh, no gangs, yeah, and they're gang- kind of jostling for position. Yeah, and what's what is actually like what was kind of on the line of illegal and is still kind of you know th- there's almost like it's almost like new drugs are coming to town. They haven't got laws for them yet. You know, like new ways mm. of making money are coming in. They haven't really written the laws for them yet. But like that sort of um, gangs in New York, you know, where they're just they're all emerging, and the lawmakers will come from these gangs. Like they'll become the sheriffs, or they'll become the mayors, or they'll become you know. And uh, I love that. Uh, but I I kind of get what you're saying if you're saying you don't like Peaky Blinders. And I, even though I really like it, I could understand maybe. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it is just shocking acting. Oh, right. Okay. That's that's what gets it. it as you say, you, you've actually, you know, I was going to come out with a whole load of stuff and you've, you've actually nailed it for want of a better phrase. I feel like I'm on. The X Factor, they really nailed that song by doing a shit version of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is the story where it's set, everything should be good, but it's just, I mean, not your man, not the fella from Cork, but the other people. Yeah, kill I mean, I think his Birmingham accent is better than most of the other people's. And he's Irish. Yeah. And um, it's quite good, but the other, oh, the brother, oh, sweet Jesus, you know, I'm going to beat you up. It's dreadful. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm not even sure it's the acting. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think it's something to do with the way it's shot that mm. ex- that makes it look. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's almost like parts of it are almost like we've, we're varying into Coronation Street here, lads. You know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That little street that they keep going back to. Yeah, but um, also it's like it's all very similar as well. They keep going up and down the same street. It is, it's exactly right. It's like Coronation Street. The, the world is very. The horizon is like the end of the road. Yeah, like there's moments where, uh, yeah, it's it's Coronation Street. You know, where it's such and such has a drug problem and they're trying to sort it out. And yeah, and uh, you know, it's Christmas and <laughs> someone's getting married, but the person with the drug problem is going to get crashed. The- the wedding on, yeah, Christ- it, on it, Christmas it's Day. Very, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very Rover's but, yeah. They've got a pub at the centre of it. It's big, it's big, you know what? It actually, it's a bit more EastEnders than... Yeah, than yeah, it's probably just EastEnders with peaked caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fucking clothes. I hate those cats. 
Do, do you? Oh, God, yeah. And then when people try to wear waistcoats and hats, it just... Um, I don't, that, I, <laughs> that grinds your gears. Oh, trying to be a peaky blinder. Jesus Christ. You see, got away from that sort of stuff. You see, I'm old enough to wear those clothes and, like, <laughs> for it to be norm, natural. I like a peaked cap. I know, but people <laughs> wearing oversized peaked caps looking like a peaky blinder with the short trousers and the brown shoes. So so here's a question we can ask and see if anybody gets back to us. Is it okay for Mike to hate peaky blinders? We're gonna leave we're gonna leave it that question. Yeah. Um but I I think it's okay for you to not like it. I'm not sure if I agree with you about the acting. There's definitely something maybe that's it. That's the thing I can't put my finger on. Yeah, if you compare it to the likes of like Queen's Gambit, just perfect. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if you watch that. Yeah, I've been watching it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. My I'm trying to watch it watching my own because sometimes I I I discover a thing and I present it to my wife and I'm like, let's watch the first episode of this. It'll be brilliant. She gets mm-hmm. bored, not into it, and I have to carry on on my own and find time oh. to watch it. You know, so I'm on my own. I'm on a solo run with that one. Yeah, I, th- that is a thing. That's something we should talk about in depth, actually. Yeah, you try I, and drag them into it, and they want, and you know they like it. Mm. But but women have this thing about them that they don't like it because you like it. Do you think that's it? Because I yeah. I put my foot down. Here's the thing now. I put my foot down uh, a few weeks ago, and I said, you know what? I'm going to pick the fucking film tonight. Ooh, yeah, okay. I said, fuck this shit. I'm picking the film tonight. Because every Saturday night or every Friday or whatever we decide to watch a movie, Suzanne is like, no, don't like action. Don't like, don't like, no, don't like that. That's horror. Don't like that thriller. Don't. I want to watch. She wants to watch uh, indie movie a uh, couple who one of them drives out, get a bus, gets a bus out to the Midwest and is wearing Converse and has a backpack and finds this girl who only wears pinafores and likes yeah. and is a bit lost and and it's all nice and there's autumn leaves and there's an yeah, indie. And maybe there's a bit of Elton John somewhere. Yeah, maybe the Pixies or something, you know, yeah, and it's all kind yeah. of like, you know, everyone's tilting their head to the side and it's all that lovely. Oh. And I know exactly the movie she likes, you know. Um, and uh, <laughs> but and I, and I was like, no, fuck this. I'm, I always agree. Like, I'm always trying to find a movie that she'll like. So we always watch the movie that she'll like. And, she, and her thing is, yeah, but you like them too. And I'm like, well, no, no, I don't love them. No, like, you're just putting it up with it. And for an easy life. Then there's certain movies that she'll want to watch again, like Wonder, you know. So Wonder's a great movie. It's a real great feel-good movie about this kid. And 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 I'm like, geez, like, can we, can we watch something? But, so I was like, yeah. okay, I'm watching my films. I'm picking a film and we're watching it. Yeah, but if you if you said to her, listen, let's watch The Bourne Identity again, that wouldn't go down too well. No. She wouldn't watch the Born Identity. Like don't like not again in the first place. And I've said that to her. I said the Born Identity is a really good film. It's like James Bond, but it's Brit. And as soon as I said James Bond, she said, "No, no, oh god!" Ah, she was like yeah. as if I'd thrown boiling oil at her. Yeah, you see, I think the fairer sex have a, a propensity to dislike something because everybody else likes it. Possibly, maybe. It's like Pulp Fiction. Sally Ann refuses. Like I don't like it. It's like it's like broccoli, you know. How do, you, how do you know you don't like it? You've never eaten it. I just know I won't like it. Yeah, that's bollocks. Complete bollocks. It's unacceptable <laughs> shite. I don't think it's a good idea for us to be on a podcast 
giving out about our wives. It could come back to haunt us. I can't think how, but it could. Fuck them to be all right. <laughs> and and then at the, end, fucking... at the end of the podcast, they just said, fuck them about their own wives. It was weird. It was one of the weirdest podcasts I'd ever listened to. Like it started off with role planning and then it just went into Star Trek. And then at the end, they talked about their wives and they said, fuck them. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's funny. I, the other night, the other I think they were. I think they were drinking. I'm, I'm definitely not. And we 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 have a one terabyte hard drive of stuff to watch on the recorder thing we have. Yeah. And every time I go through it, do you want to watch this now? Do you want to watch this now? Do you want to watch this? Do you know what we did the other night? We watched oh. Love Actually. Oh man. We it's did like too. a band aid for our relationship. We did Just too. Like, you know. We did. Too. <laughs> We watched Notting Hill the week before and exactly it's it's like, yeah, Notting Hill, great. And I have to be enthusiastic. And I'm like, yep, yeah, because I know that Suzanne will be happy if she's watching Notting Hill. I like the fire. She'll have a glass of wine. Notting Hill will be on and the world all will be well with the world. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, fuck it. Yeah. Inside. I'm like this fucking movie. Jesus Christ. Well, I, I quite like Love Actually. I'm not a Notting Hill fan, but I've got that taped just in case. Just in well, case you, you need a divorce. You can whip that out. If you ever need to whip out now for your wife, make sure it's fucking Notting Hill. <laughs> before, before you whip it out, whip out Notting Hill. It's the movie to improve your relationship. Yeah, it's like one easy step. <laughs> His other one, uh, Richard Curtis's film, which I do really, really, really like, is About Time. Oh, I don't know that one. <gasps> okay. Oh, man, Donald Gleason's in it. Okay, good. Now he's Oh, now you need to sit sit down, the two of you, and I guarantee she will like it. Okay, good. Guarantee. Okay. And the music is phenomenal. Yeah. About That's time. my big recommendation. Right, we leave it there on a big recommendation. Yeah. Mike's okay. big recommendation, sponsored by Nearly Sisters. So you had to get Nearly Sisters plug in there. So if Suzanne hears this, she so won't be angry did. at me. Yeah, she wants your dinner. <laughs> Do you want to mention Sally Ann's bags, just in case? Uh, yeah, uh, this winch was um, promoted by and sponsored by Sally Ann's handmade bags here in West Clare. Um. And it, look, I have to do all the work now to get us onto the Acast network, which I need to do. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what I need to be doing. That's, prob- that's probably my day's work tomorrow. So I'll let you know what the crack is with that. But thank do you. That. Thank you. No, thank thank you, you. Thank you very much for that um, chat. I think, I think that it was a good rehearsal. I think when we come to do the real one, I think. Yeah, when, when we actually do a real podcast, yeah, we should probably <laughs> think about doing <laughs> much better. and there you go that's it episode 30 of the podcast um that was me talking to my friend mike mike who lives in clare and i live over here in newbridge in kildare i should have just said kildare because that rhymes um pretend i didn't say that my friend mike who lives in clare and i live in kildare Absolutely perfect. Beautiful poetry. Um, in between recording the intro to this bit and the outro to this bit, to my chat with Mike, I nipped out and met a fella in the car park in Lidl. Yeah, I did. Nothing like that. No, it wasn't anything like that. 
I put a shout out on Twitter uh, last week for a little countertop card stand, like a little like a greeting card, Christmas card stand, and um, because I make these cards, I draw them, and they're at the moment I'm doing Christmas cards, and uh, I'm selling them, and there's a shop. There's a few shops you can get them in a shop called Firecastle in Kildare, and there's a shop called Ove in Newbridge who are opening a Christmas shop upstairs. It's a co- it's a coffee shop mostly, and they're opening a Christmas shop upstairs. And uh, yes, they're going to stock my cards, and I just had to get a little stand for them, and I did. And he made this this guy got someone to make it for me and wouldn't take any money off me and wouldn't just said pay it forward. So. I have to figure out a way of paying it forward. If you're listening to this and you need me to do something for you, get in touch. The email is keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com or keithwalshpod at gmail.com. Now, within reason, you know, nothing weird. But maybe I can pay it forward to you. Who knows? Who knows? Um. Anyway, thanks to Mike, as always. That was episode 30. I've got to go now throw this up on the world wide web and then get some sleep tomorrow's another day I hope you're well where you are I hope you're surviving lockdown we've only got a a week left of the full on lockdown and then it's full on Christmas really isn't it um, I'm very much looking forward to it it's going to be a it's going to be a good Christmas everybody you know I've got a feeling it'll be interesting for me I'm looking at maybe a sober Christmas um yeah, no booze for Christmas. We'll see. I don't want to make any decisions yet. It's too early. There's no need for it, you know what I mean? Just need to see what happens. Anyway, good luck. Have a good evening or a good day or whatever you're doing. You could be listening to this at lunchtime. Enjoy that. What are you having? Anyway, good luck. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs>catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started